Good morning. Welcome to Transform Your Talk. This is Jeff. This is Jenna. And this bright morning here, we have a special guest with us, my dear, dear old friend, Dan. And I won't give the last name to preserve the innocent and guilty. Uh, Dan is, uh, as I said, a good friend of mine. He's, he's been a police officer, detective, homicide guy, uh, private investigator, all-around good guy, and uh, a solid friend. So, Dan, why are you here today? Let me tell you. Jen and I have been exploring the uh, four agreements, now five agreements, written by John... Uh, Ruiz and his son and one of those agreements is that you take nothing personally some of the other agreements are don't make any assumptions do your best be impeccable with your word and be skeptical but learn to listen so we you and I have been talking about this for a couple of weeks um, and Jen and I uh, podcasted about the subject of not taking things personally. So I challenge you here now a few weeks ago uh, in your practice of becoming uh, an authentic man to not take things personally. And uh, we want to know how that's been going. It's never going to go well in your eyes because I do take things personally and you're accountable for your actions. You meaning me or you everyone mean, is everyone's accountable. Yes. That's an important aspect of the whole thing. I agree with that being accountable. So am I to assume that you have a hard time taking, not taking things personally because of that accountability that you feel people aren't owning up to? I take everything personally and I think everyone else should too. I was brought up, I was brought up, my, my, my parents were brought up in the 30s. Mm -hmm. And so I was brought up to behave a certain way. There was no tolerance in my household. There was a certain set of values and behavior that were installed in me by my parents that you didn't deviate from, at least while you were around them or living with them. That's, that's going to stay with me forever. Actually, well, Dan, that's something that's discussed in the book. They call that domestification. The same way we domesticate dogs and cats, train them to do different things. Your parents from birth, according to this book and what we're learning, trained us by a certain set of values and rules. The idea, though, that the author puts out is that there's domestication, and then as you get older in life, you can deviate from that, and you can become less domesticated in your parents' vision. Well, the domestication he refers to is, he also calls them lies. Probably not talking about the truth versus a lie in that aspect, but they're talking about their version of things. They're coming from their place. They're projecting stuff on you constantly from the time you're a little baby. So some of the things that they projected on you in this domestication process were what? Social values, how to interact with other individuals, 
to respect other individuals, even if you didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Religion was very important mm-hmm. to my parents. Believe in God. Um, just what I would consider the uh, being a basic God-fearing human being, not trying to hurt anyone intentionally. You do hurt people along the way, but I would never try to hurt someone, even if I didn't like them intentionally. That's stuff that my parents instilled in them, especially my mother. I was just going to say, this is your mother speaking. This is my mother speaking to me. You don't go against my mother. And you're, you're, a, you're a believer, you have faith. Yes. And you tell the truth. Yes. And you respect your elders. But it took me a long time to tell the truth. I had to get I had to get I had to get very old before I told the truth. If it was easier to lie and I could get away with it, I'm guilty. So even at a young age when she was busy domesticating you with her version of the truth, you decided to deviate and lie as much as you could. Well, you didn't contest her face to face. I was I was semi normal kid. I ran around, did things she would not be in favor of or tolerate, but hopefully she didn't find out about them. Yeah. But I was careful around her and very careful around my father. Uh, you respected them, uh, I, I presume. Respect and fear. Fear with fear. my father along with the respect and definitely res- no fear of my mother, but respect. Okay, so you were... Raised. My mother's nickname was the Saint. I just thought she, I'd mention okay. that. She was a saint. She was unbelievably great woman. Hard to live up to that. You loved her a lot, I can tell. Oh, yeah. She, and you two were close. Everybody did. Okay. Everybody loved her. She's just one of those people that you couldn't help but not like her. So that's the model going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, let's bring that to the present day. Let's Let's have an example of something that you might have thought about not taking personally, but ended up maybe taking things personally in the last few weeks, for instance. I, you, I, I take stuff personally every day on okay. many occasions. All right, yeah. well, let's talk about those, those occasions. Now, have, I, have there been small social interactions that may, you may have let, you know, get your temper up or get going in the past few weeks since Jeff challenged you? Every day. Okay. Well, is there an example of one of those you could share? Boy, I, I've got a I've got a great story, but I don't think I'm comfortable sharing it. It's more like with the guy's story. Huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, let's save that one for a little later. <laughs> now, I know because I know you that in the last few weeks you've had some challenges. One of those was um, you you got in a car accident and you had your vehicle wrecked, uh, substantially destroyed, and you've been without a car and had to deal with a rental agency and the car repairs. It might have something to do with my age, but the service industry bothers me on a daily basis or the lack thereof. And I'm talking about medical. I'm talking about just the way people drive and operate a motor vehicle, total strangers. Uh, Going to a restaurant, ordering dinner, or picking up an item from someone Mm -hmm. to take take from a particular restaurant, store, wherever. It's just 
I get very irritated when the level of service is not up to what I think it should be. Bank tellers, for instance. Uh, on occasion, most bank tellers are great, but some of them not so much. It's just people in general, I think, and I blame, and I blame my age. I'm I I share the blame in this, but also it's the computer age, and people have lost the ability to really interact or really even care about other the feelings of other people, and I won't tolerate that. So when one of these... And I won't forgive. You are big into forgiveness, not to let it bother you. I'm totally against that. I think you need to get your emotions out, release it immediately. Okay. So when I'm getting from you, what I'm hearing is that when these people in the service industry or anyone you come encounter with uh, cross the line, don't live up to your mother's expectations, don't respect you or tell you something that you don't want to hear... Instead of not taking it personally and saying that's about them, I'm just going to go on with my transaction or whatever it is, you do something else. I confront them immediately. And what does that confrontation look like? Uh, It scares people because they're not used to that. They're not used to receiving the uh, feedback like that immediately from an individual. Feedback? Well, they're not used to getting a reaction that I give them. They think they can say whatever they want, and there's no consequence, and they can get away with it. That's not the case with me. Okay, I only know this because you told me a little snippet about your interaction with a bank teller recently when you deposited some money. Why don't you just talk about that one? Again, it's I have a big problem with the system. I, I bank. I have a business checking. I have a savings account, and... The bank has no problem taking my money. I made a deposit for hundreds of dollars. They had no no ID on me. Everybody in the all the tellers, it's the same bank that I've been going to forever. So they have no problem taking the deposit, but I had a check for forty dollars and eight cents made out in my name that I wanted the money back in cash. And I never carry ID with me. I'm just not to be trusted with ID or anything valuable. So <laughs> this teller knows me by my first name, this this instance. Okay. Anyway, she wanted my mother's maiden name. She wanted my social security number. I had to put in my, phone, my cell phone number to a machine and whatever else she required. And for some reason, the computer didn't accept any of that. So she couldn't check. She couldn't cash my $40.08 check. But she took my hundreds of dollars deposit without a problem, without any ID. So you, let me just get this straight. You went into your familiar bank with people you know and they know you. Yes. You offered them cash for your deposit. They said, thank you. They took your money. No, I didn't offer them cash. I deposited multi-checks into my business checking account. Had no problem with that transaction. I had a check made out to $40.08 to me personally. and Couldn't get it cashed. They wanted my birth certificate before they would give me $40.08. And so I lost my mind and scared everybody in the bank. You didn't? Okay, you took it personally? Absolutely. And so what did you do? I yelled at them. I said a swear word, yelled at them, yanked the check out of the teller's hand, and stomped out of the bank. 
felt good about it. Did you have your $40.08? Made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. No, they wouldn't cash it. Okay. And you yelled at everybody, scared them, as you say, uh -huh. left the bank with no money, uh, not the money you expected. And But how did you feel about all that when it was all said and done in the parking lot? Happy. Happy? Happy that I did it because it was wrong of the bank to do that for me, and I'm not putting up with it. Same bank, I go in, different teller, different day, no ID. They gave me the $40.08 without saying boo to me. Mm -hmm. And did you? what did you say to them after they did that? Anything? Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have a question, and maybe it's the bit of devil's advocate that I love to play. Um, what if Jeff went into the bank, said, Dan Duncan told me to come in and get $800 out of his account. They said, do you have ID? No. There you go. Here's the $800. Would you be upset in that instance that they didn't require him to give his driver's license? No, that's the bank's problem. Okay. So if that teller had gotten fired that gave you the $40 that knew you but didn't require your ID, would, would that still be the bank's problem? Well, there's no question that she was going to get fired, so I don't think that I don't think that's a legitimate question on your part. Here's what I want to talk about. You <laughs> sorry. Do you <laughs> often react when these things happen to you, which immediately I'm, I'm guessing frequently. I react immediately. And and that looks like yelling. Could be. Depending on my mood, I could yell. Using swear words? Nothing uh, not the F-bomb, but I could say, I think what I said at the bank was uh, the Lord's son's first name and snomped out. <laughs> I'm not allowed to swear. Your mother's <laughs> still with us, isn't she? <laughs> well, you don't want me to swear. So. I'm a little restricted here oh, if okay. I can't swear. Okay. How do you suppose your mother, the saintly woman she was, would have reacted in the same situation? She, well, if she was with me, she would have been mad at me, and I would have been, huh. she would have, you know, if I was younger, she would have whacked me the side of the head, but she, she would be mad at me if she was with me, and I did that. Why? Because in her eyes, I wasn't respectful to the employee at the bank. I see. So and you that weren't? should overrule whatever feelings I have. I, ah. I'm responsible for acting a certain way, or not reacting a certain way. There's no ex there's no excuse for rude behavior if my mom thought it was rude behavior. Do no matter what the other person did to you. Do you think if your mother was there with you, you guys would have liked my mother? Well, do you think <laughs> if your mother was there with you and saw you act like that? She would have looked at you and said, Dan, you need to apologize to this teller for the things you just said to her. Because that's disrespectful. Absolutely. She would do something like that. So in your domestication, what, what if you went into instances like that with the saint sitting on your shoulder? Do you think you'd act a little bit differently? No, because I'm a very emotional person. And it gets back to me, I guess, being a little a lot selfish because I actually feel better reacting rather than keeping it inside. If I try, if I keep it inside and not say anything about it, mm -hmm. it it'll bother me, and I don't want it to bother me. That's so why I go to the gym. Oh, we so talked before about working out, about release. You know, that's the great thing about going to the gym. 
So that's your release, going to that's the gym. That's my release, yep. So I don't, when someone cuts me off in traffic or does something stupid or, you know, destroys my truck, I don't do something terrible to them. Mm-hmm. I want to, but I don't. Uh, have you yelled at anyone else in the last couple of weeks? Well, not in person, but almost every day I yell at someone for driving like an idiot. A lot of idiots out there driving. Do you think they're all trying to make your life miserable? And uh, They're selfish. They just care about themselves. They don't worry or even think about hitting a pedestrian, hitting a bicyclist, hitting another motorist. They're they're selfish. Right, they're selfish, and they're not thinking about you. Therefore, they're just it's thinking not about, about you. They're just thinking about themselves. But it affects me. It affects everyone else. It's like what I did to the bank teller. It affects her. It's not right. I'm not saying I'm right, but have you yelled? Have you yelled at the body shop or the rental car agency at all? Oh, the rental car agency, absolutely. What was the it body that? shop? Not so much because I'm relying on them to put my truck back together. So I want to, but I've held my, until I get my truck back, depending on the condition they give it back to me, then I'll yell at them. What did you do with the rental car agency? Uh, Yelled at a couple of different sales reps because I felt that they were being rude to me and I don't accept that. I'm giving them. I'm giving them a lot of money, and they should be nice to me because I'm a customer. I understand. We don't get into the details here, but you were uh, injured in your recent accident, and you've had significant medical attention since then. And again, we won't go into the details. But is it my understanding uh, that you had an incident in your doctor's office? I've had several instances in my doctor's office. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm I'm sure my oldest daughter's a doctor, but I'm sure that my file has been flagged because <laughs> there there are a lot of instances where they send me they send me notice and it's highlighted in yellow marker not to come in in person. <laughs> so I'm in that my daughter claims that that's going to be my file forever. So I'm sure it is. So you've yelled, you've made a scene in your doctor's office? or I have, on more than one occasion. Uh-huh, and what was the service that was rude or improper there? I asked them to perform a simple task for me, and they refused to do it because it wasn't their, quote, so policy. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was wrong, that what I asked for was not unreasonable, and because they make thousands and thousands of dollars on my insurance coverage that, they should, it's very rare that I ever ask them for anything. But the few times that I have, and they, and they, I feel that they have no legitimate re- reason to deny my request, I let them know about it. Uh-huh. Why not? How's, if, if you don't say anything, how's, it, how's change going to occur? I totally agree with you, and I'm on board with that sort of uh, the invitation that you give the people to do better really, is what you're asking them to do. I'm asking them to do their job. I don't care if they do it better. Just do your job. So you're good. And now I'm close to starting to swear. But, (laughs) no, I just want you to do your job. I'm not asking you to reinvent the wheel. Just do what you're supposed to do to assist Listen, I have a question because I want to bring the temperature down. (laughs) Um, 
You mentioned I'm not going to swear. <laughs> you mentioned that your daughter's a doctor. Yes. If she had a patient come in and yell and scream at her and tell her, I don't believe you're doing your job, even though that's a policy, and made her feel perhaps how that bank teller felt or those representatives felt at the rental car place. They'd be gone. I'll stop you short. Uh-huh. She fires her own patients oh. all the time. She tolerates none of that. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She she would never have me as a patient. No? Oh, God, no. Oh, sorry. No. Uh-huh. no. So no. You, your daughter wouldn't tolerate the behavior that you're putting out either. Yes. Mm. Yeah. She She gets mad at me uh, whenever we talk about what she considers me misbehaving. So, ah. In all of these instances where you... Um, but it doesn't stop me. Mm-hmm. You yell or scream or politely not uh, scream. R- redirect them. Youth, you're in anger state. Am I right? Oh, like yeah, rage. Like, like a um, like a drag strip racer. I mean, immediately from you're, from zero to two hundred okay. of the heartbeat. Your blood's <laughs> pumping. You're sweating. You feel agitated. No, no, no? I'm mad. I go. You're I get mad. instantly upset. Okay, instantly upset. And then I get it out of my system, and it's gone. It's gone. The next, if I went in the next day with someone that caused me a problem, I wouldn't. I would be very polite and nice to him. I wouldn't be mad at him. Uh huh. So you let it bother you to the point that you get mad immediately. And then you release that. Yep. And then now it doesn't bother you anymore. I start from zero again. I give him a chance. So if you're mean to me, if you're mean to me right now. And I come back here in two hours. It's gone. I'm not. I'm going to be nice to you unless that, you're mean to me again. Ah, unless you forget, right? <laughs> I was going to ask you: Is that because of your age? <laughs> <laughs> it might be because of my concussions. I don't know. That's my joke for you, Dan. But <laughs> that has no. That doesn't have ah. any bearing on it. But I, I wouldn't hold it against you because I told you how I feel. Right. That's just my feeling about. The situation. Okay. I would confront you immediately, mm-hmm. but the next contact we have, I wouldn't hold it against you. So what if you went back to that bank and you happened to get that same teller you got the first time? I'm trying to avoid that. I understand. I feel bad, I feel bad about her because she's, she's a nice lady, and I feel bad about that. So I'm making a conscious effort not to go in when she's working. I pretty much know the days she's working and the days she's off. So now I go in the day she's off. But what if she was there one of those days? Would you make a point to say something or would you avoid her? What would you do? Because this is your reset, right? This is your zero. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would try not to have her wait on me to begin with because I'm a chicken, but Ah. I would not. I would not apologize, but I would not be mean to her. Ah. But I feel bad about losing it in front of her. Do you think there's value? That makes any sense. Do you think there's value in sharing with her that you feel bad about what happened? No, because I'm 99% sure that she felt she was doing the proper thing. It was bank policy, which is one of those things that bothers me. She was following bank prop policy the other tellers don't so she's probably a great employee but she just caught me on a day where i was upset just by the process 
because I feel I I enjoy going into the bank and dealing with a teller rather than doing on. I refuse to do online banking. It's another age thing, but I actually enjoy to have the personal contact with a teller. But the bank policy in this particular instance upset me. Dan, I want to ask you because you've been practicing yeah, it makes this. Any sense. You and I talked about it, and you agreed to practice not taking things personally these past few weeks. And I remember getting texts from you. Oh, I failed miserably. Daily. Yeah. Basically, I made it till 9 a.m. I made it to 1030. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've given up. I can't do it. So my question is, uh, if you let these things get to you, which you do, even though you acknowledge the teller was... Uh, advocating for the bank's policy, which had nothing to do she, with you. She was doing what she was trained to do. And the doctor's office, probably the same. And the rental same, car agency, same thing, the same. same thing. And the wife and the dog, the same. I mean, I don't know about that. But you. it seems to me that you're constantly going into a state of anger, instant anger and rage, almost on a daily basis. Is that good for your health, do you think? Mine it is. I get it out of my system. If you're nice to me and we have a good relationship, I don't say a thing bad to you. Like, I can say whatever I want to you. We don't hold a grudge. Well, you don't listen to me and I don't listen to you. That's yeah. another way of saying we well, don't take but, it personally. Yeah. But you can say whatever you want to me and I'm not going to hold a grudge. Matter of fact, 99% of the time I tease you when you get mad at me because I know it drives you crazy. This is what we're talking about. Okay. Why can't we, you and I, practice this same relationship uh, experiment on the outside and be successful? I do it every day. I get it out of my system. I yell, you, <laughs> you give me a hard time or you cut me off in traffic or you don't provide the service I think you're going to, should provide me. I let you know about it, but then I'm fine. I heard you say something interesting that I want to challenge you on. Okay. You mentioned when I followed up with questions regarding that same teller and going back to that bank and dealing with her, you said you were kind of afraid. So what if I invited you to go back and talk to that specific teller the next time you have an interaction, the day you know she works, whether or not you have your ID, whether you don't, as sort of a way to test this theory? I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it because I know deep down inside I was wrong for yanking mm, my check out of her mm-hmm. hand and for saying, oh. for saying the swear word So how and stomping out of the bank. It's, it was, it's on me. I was okay. wrong. I was wrong. She, would, she didn't do anything wrong. She's just following so policy. how can you write that wrong? Accountability. How can I write it? You talked about accountability and how important accountability is to you. I'm asking you, Dan, to be accountable. How I can am. You make I feel it, bad for doing that. How can you make it right for her? If I run into her at Walmart or Meyer <laughs> or whatever, I'm going to be nice to her. I'm going to smile and say hi. <laughs> but but you won't go back to the place that she was doing her job. No. Doing the poli- following the policy. No, I won't. Even just to, not to apologize, because you said, you know, you wouldn't do that. But you know what you did was wrong. If you had the saint with you, she she would want you to probably try to right that wrong, wouldn't she? In some way? 
I, you know, other than having the teller customer relationship, I know nothing about the lady. She just seems like a really nice lady. It wasn't her personally that I yelled at and yanked the check from. It was the bank. It was the institution. It wasn't her. That's how I can justify not going in and apologizing, whatever, because I'm trying to change the policy or the way the tellers, if if not other customers, the way they treat me. So is that a way you could possibly try to make it right? Go into the bank when she's not there and say, you know, I understand this happened. I had some anger towards the teller because of your policy. I do a lot of banking here for a lot of years. I know all of you well. Would you be interested in hearing out why I think that policy should change? No, because I know it's not going to make any difference that the bank could care less about what I do or don't do. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. Okay. That's my point. Okay. So the bank controls you and your emotions by exercising their policy, making you crazy. I won't let them get away with it. (laughs) You don't make it past 10. What? You don't make it past 10 without having... I don't care. I feel better. (laughs) You feel better, but you also told us multiple times what you did wasn't right, and you feel bad about how you treated her. Yes, I was wrong for what I did. Okay. I admit that. Right. But it's not going to change the way I act and behave. No. But don't her human feelings and emotions... That's why I feel bad, yes. Matter enough to go in there and do something, anything, to try to make it right. No. He's going to ask for forgiveness right before the big moment hits. Uh-huh. This is his theory. Uh-huh. Every morning when I get up, I uh-huh. ask for forgiveness. It's the first thing I do. First thing the eyes open, I ask for Another forgiveness. Another part of the domestication of Mrs. You-Know-Who. And, Dan, we really appreciate you coming in to talk to us about this. I'm not trying to judge how you interact with oh, people no. or anything like that. I think it's important to talk about the human aspect, the accountability pieces and all of that. And the work we do deals a lot with human emotions, how things make people feel. But Jeff and I deal a lot in human interaction and communication. And we've seen a lot of what you're talking about, how those breakdowns have happened, how people can say a lot of things behind, say, a text screen, how they can act a certain way because of technology. But when they're face-to-face, it's really hard to interact and really hard to speak and be honest. It's not personal with me. It's I'm trying to change the system or make the system better. In my own weird way, I'm still an optimist. I'm not a pessimist because I think by my show, by being upset and by verbalizing that, that I may change how they operate well, or I how can, that particular individual operates. Well, I can tell you the necessity. She wouldn't have got fired or got in trouble if she had given me my $40.08. She, none of the other tellers would have denied me cash. That See, that's part of why I'm not going to apologize to her. I understand she was doing what she was taught to do, and she's, God bless her, she's a rigid Probably a great employee for the bank, but it's not right. She would have been fired had she went along with what the other tellers do to you, which is giving you money without any ID, which is a violation of federal law, basically. So aside from all of that, (laughs) 
what this little exercise shows me and shows us, and thank you for coming, is just <laughs> how difficult a thing this is. Because if the idea that Ruiz has is if you walk into the bank or the rental agency or the court or the doctor's office or your own house thinking, this is not about me, whatever happens here from the other side, it's not about me, I'm not taking it personally, then you don't get into that whole rage thing. It doesn't happen. Believe me, it doesn't happen. So keep practicing. That's my challenge. Well, and actually, Ruiz says in his book, something I think you probably do, because you said you get up every morning to practice this. It's getting up and trying again the next day. Never giving up and continuing to try. And we do appreciate you coming and being open with us. And we hope to have you back again soon as we continue to dig our way through this book and try to understand it. So thanks for joining us today, Dan. Uh, it's my pleasure. Any, if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have offended people all over town. And you do need to go say you're sorry or take some accountability for it because that's oh, where I you started with. I take accountability for my actions, but I'm not apologizing for my actions. I know I'm flawed. <laughs> I, I, I embrace my flaws. What if we put a sign around you instead of saying I stand with Trust Ukraine? Me, you don't have to put a look at the way I'm dressed. No, no. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure. All right. This is Jeff. One. This is Jenna. And we'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye.